Hello everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff will be continuing the conversation on what makes top producing agents tick and how they set themselves apart from the other agents in their markets. Now, let's hear from Jeff. Number five is every day is an interview. Every day is an interview. You wrote that down already. I'm just repeating it. Number four was values rejection. Number five was every day is an interview. So now we're getting to number six. I was just closing out with that one. I approach every day as if it's an interview. I have to be interviewed for a job of selling someone's home today. On our 7.30 call with our team, there's a reason why it's appointment set, appointments gone on. It's just an expectation. If you're in the business, we go see people. If you're not in the business, you don't see people. If you don't see people, you're not in the business. Number six trait of top listing agents, they value their time more than the other agents in the office. Great listing agents value their time more than the rest. What do I mean by that? I'll show you what I mean. Great listing agents value their time more than the rest. Okay? Everyone do me a favor and just write the word buyer and underneath that write the word seller. Okay? And next to buyer, I want you to write 38.5. And next to seller, I want you to write the number 19. Now for my veterans, who can tell me what those numbers represent? Hours. That is the amount of time. We did a study about three, four years ago, which is perfect because when I was sharing this in the last market, they're like, well, you know, buyers don't take that long anymore because you don't have as many homes to show them. Well, yeah, but what happens when their offer gets rejected? You're still taking them out and showing them more homes. Well, sellers, this, this number's probably changed because homes are selling a lot faster. Sure, I think I redid the study and it came down to like 15 hours. The moral of the story is this is the average time it takes to complete a buyer versus a seller transaction in hours. 38 and a half hours to complete a buyer transaction. That includes the lead generation. That includes the buyer consultation. That includes showing homes. That includes the offer consultation. That includes a deal falling through and showing more homes. That includes writing up another offer, getting it rejected, and showing more homes. That, everything's in there. 38 and a half hours. One seller transaction from start to finish, 19. There's a reason why, and I can validate this. It's so funny, after I did this study, I, I was kind of fascinated with the math and thinking about events I've gone to where I've listened to panelists and listened to, listened to top producers. And what's interesting is when you have people on stage, top listing agents, selling 80, 90, 100 homes per year. That's, that's, a, that's a real thing. Top buyer's agents selling 35, 40, 45 homes a year. That's a real thing. I, it, it, 
dawned on me after we did this study why that is. Well, it's half the time to work a seller. So therefore, agents that focus on sellers can get twice the business. And you don't have to negate buyers altogether. You just use showing agents. Number seven, under traits of top listing agents, a great listing agent, a great listing agent masters their most common seller objection. Objections, plural, sorry. A great listing agent masters their most common seller objections. The nice thing is, is there's really only like seven to 10 that we get on a regular basis, which we're gonna cover them all here. When you get a chance, I think they're either at the Glover U booth or at the registration desk, one of those. There's little note cards that you have from now until Wednesday, I think at the first break on Wednesday, we're going to grab all of those cards, compile them. They're going to hand them to me, and I'm going to grab a stool and sit in the front of the stage, and I'm going to answer every single one of the objections that you're receiving right now, one by one. So you have the rest of the day today on breaks, you have tomorrow, you have the morning on Wednesday to get those turned in, because I'm going to go unfiltered. I mean, I'm just literally going to be reading it for the first time in front of you guys and giving you a response. Because chances are, if somebody, now, of course, they'll eliminate the duplicates, so I'm not handling the same objection 17 different times. But that way, if it's something that someone in, in um, Boise, Idaho is hearing, then it might help someone in Charlotte, North Carolina, if you haven't heard that objection yet. And so make sure you stop by and do that. We're going to cover all of the, handle of, all of the objections. Next, a great listing agent has a prepared, a great listing agent has a prepared and practiced, a prepared and practiced professional, a great listing agent has a prepared and practiced professional presentation. Prepared, practiced, professional presentation. Meaning, everything you present has been well-prepared, well-scripted, well-rehearsed, well-chanted, well-role-played. I mean, our, our best agents who are sitting towards the front of the room, they've all had role-play partners for months or years. Our best agents have been writing out their scripts as we've been instructing them to do. And they know when they go on an appointment, you're going to hear it in our panelists. You're going to hear their strategies. It's all practice and rehearse. So everyone sounds the same, with the exception of their communication style, their tonality, and their body language. Next, a top producing listing agent, a top producing listing agent understands their value to the client. A top producing listing agent understands their value to the client. They're proud of the work they do. They're proud to be a salesperson. They're, they're hiring you because you're a great salesperson. Stop giving away your services for free. You're hurting the rest of us. Because I would prefer to go on an appointment and do my job at a high level, present at a high level, share everything I'm doing because we're spending a lot of time, energy, money, and resources, and I should be able to collect a fair commission for that. 
and everyone in this room should be able to do that as well. I mean, okay. So now we need to get the message out to the rest, of course, because that's what makes it harder. And, of course, we can overcome that through objection handling. A great listing agent understands their worth to the client. Next. A great listing agent has the discipline. A great listing agent has the discipline to follow up even when they're not getting back to you. A great listing agent has the discipline to follow up even when they're not getting back to you. What do I mean by that? Well, for those that were at the tour, at any one of the tour stops, you remember me sharing this, okay? And that is the three by three by three rule, which some of you forgot in the last market because we didn't need it because things were moving so fast. Well, what happens when the market changes? The frequency of our follow-up becomes just as much, if not more, important than speed to lead. And I know that there's, you've been taught that through the year, speed to lead, speed to lead, speed to lead. We, we teach that. We encourage that. But in a softer market, more important than speed to lead is the frequency in your follow-up. And great listing agents have the ability to follow up more than the rest. And, and, and by the way, the best listing agents, I'm talking to you, you, you know I'm talking to you, because you follow up three, four, five, six, seven times even before you finally get them to say, all right, you can come out, we're ready to go. Where if you would have just accepted the fact that they weren't returning your call, returning your text, returning your messages, you would have maybe never had a chance with them. So what do I mean by frequent follow-up? I'll share that with you if, if you're not familiar with our 3 by 3 by 3 rule. And that's three calls, three texts. Also, this can be social media, so it can be direct message or private message. In three days. I'm sorry, three emails. I skipped one, sorry. Three emails, the third three is in three days. Fourth three, sorry. I call the three by three by three rule because it's always hard to say that fourth one. So three calls, three texts, three emails, all within three days. And you look at that and say, well, Jeff, that's like super intense. Are you kidding me? You're reaching out up to nine times in three days? Holy smokes, why are you doing that? Well, here's why. There's a number five. That number represents a study that was done, I believe it was 2019, on all real estate leads. Sellers, buyers, internet, doesn't matter where they came from. Real estate sales leads, and this is a big study, like thousands of transactions, thousands of consumers, not just one little study of 30 people in Topeka, Kansas or something. I mean, this was a big thing. Here's what they found. The average consumer responded on the fifth attempt. The fifth attempt. Okay, so you look at that and say, well, wait a minute. You got nine up there. They're responding on five. Why are we going after nine? Well, because this is an average. Some, some consumers, they might not respond till the seventh or eighth. Some might respond on number one and number two, and we love that. That makes our life easier. So then what does this look like? Because, Jeff, that, again, that's really aggressive. Three calls, three texts, three emails within three days. Well, watch this. Okay, so my watch says it's what? Well, it's like 2.10 on Monday. So the lead comes in. I call at 2.10 on Monday. One phone call, one text, one email right away. Call, text, and email. First thing I do, the second the lead comes in. 
Pretty simple. You guys probably all do that. All right, dinner time rolls around. I haven't heard back from them yet. So you know what? I'm going to shoot them another text. Hey, I'm available for your call for the next hour or two. If you're going to be available, let me know. No response. Weird. All right, so morning rolls around. I email them again, and I call them. Just, hey, want to let you know, here for you. Give me a call back when you're ready. No response. Okay? I'm going to wait until lunchtime. Shoot them a text. Hey, I've got availability for an appointment tonight if you still want to talk about selling your home or if you still want to see that house. No response. All right, I'm going to try calling them one more time. Dinner time on day two rolls around. They answer. Oh, yeah, hey, Jeff. Yeah, no, we were reaching out. We were thinking about making a move, and um, we got your information from so-and-so, and, you know, yeah, I appreciate you following up. When can you come out? Wait a minute. I've called you. I've texted you. I've emailed you, like, multiple times, and it's like you didn't even recognize or remember that I did that. Why is that? Because today, consumers are getting hit up by things left and right. They don't know that you're reaching out. They don't remember that you're reaching out. They don't think about it. It, it doesn't, we think about it because we're doing it. They don't think about it. Three calls, three texts, three emails within three days. If you want to see an increase in conversion on your leads, I don't care what the source, follow that. Speed to lead is important, but the frequency in your follow-up is even more important. You want to get more listing contracts signed, use that as your follow-up rule. Next I wrote down, a strong listing agent has the ability to ask for the sale just one more time than they're comfortable with. A strong listing agent has the ability to ask for the sale just one more time than they're comfortable with. And write down this formula underneath that. Close, pivot, close. Close, pivot, close. What do I mean by that? Well, generally speaking, you're going to close, and they're going to give you an objection. You're going to handle that objection, and then you're going to pivot towards something else, and then you're going to come back to the close. It's not just you're going to close for the sale, and then when they tell you, no, we're not ready yet. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want me to put it? Hey, Jeff said i got to ask one or two more times than I'm comfortable with. Are you sure you don't want to sign with me? Yeah, we're, we're sure. We're not ready right now. I mean, I'm ready. Are you, are you sure you don't want to get started? There's three. Jeff said i got to ask three times. No. You close, handle their objection, talk about something else, and then close again. It'll feel natural, and you'll see that when I get to objection handling on day three. The ability to ask for the sale one more time than you're comfortable with. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've walked out of a listing appointment feeling like I hit a home run. You know, you get back to the office and you tell, oh, yeah, this is, like, in the bag. I mean, this is, I got it. And, you know, the good agents in your office will be like, did you get it signed? Well, no, I didn't get signed. But trust me, I mean, I'm going to email it to them right now. They're, like, ready to go. Are you kidding me? This is going to be a great listing. You want to hold it up? You want to hold it open for me this weekend? i got a great listing coming up. <laughs> did you get signed? Well, no, not yet. I'm sending it to them now. We're good. Weird. I never heard back from them. Called them, texted them, emailed, no response. Dozens of times I've lost listings because I didn't get a little uncomfortable and just asked for the sale just one more time. You understand your chance of getting a listing after you leave dropped by 50%. So if you think you're like 99% sure you're getting this listing, this is mine, man. 
Yeah, it's more like 40, 45% at that point. The moment you leave their house. Ask for the sale just one more time than you're comfortable with. Next. A great listing agent follows a proven formula. A great listing agent follows a proven formula. That should be number 12. A great listing agent follows a proven formula. What do I mean by that? What I mean is they know these numbers. And when I say proven formula, this is what I mean. Okay? I need to know, write this down, how many prospects do I need to a lead? Prospects to a lead. Okay? And by the way, in this mix is also contacts because a prospect... That's a name, a number, an email address, someone on social media. They're, they're not any, anything yet. A lead has a well-defined time frame. I know they're going to be buying or selling in the next 30 days. That's a lead. A prospect is, yeah, I think they're going to be buying or selling sometime soon. i got to find out. Right? So a prospect means we have their information. It could be a lead. This is also known as opportunities. I know a lot of you use CRMs where they call them opportunities. I call them prospects. I got their contact information. I have no idea whether it's a lead. It becomes a lead when it has a defined time frame of when they're going to be buying or selling. Yeah, Jeff, we want to buy or sell in the next 90 days. We want to buy or sell in the next two weeks. Now I have a lead. All right, great. A great listing agent understands their formula of how many prospects do they need to get a lead. Now watch this. A great listing agent knows how many appointments they have to set to appointments met because not every appointment you set is going to agree to a meeting. I mean, you're going to get stood up. When you do this at a high volume, if you're selling 100 homes a year, you're probably getting stood up a dozen times a year. Great listing agents know that. They know that in order for me to meet with 10 sellers a month to get seven listings signed, for instance, let's just say that's my goal, in order to meet with 10 sellers a month to get seven listings signed, I need to set 13 listing appointments to get 10 to confirm. And by the way, you want to know what's interesting in a softer market, less appointments are going to confirm. In the last market, I mean, you could set 10 and go on 9, right? Because 1 out of 10 changes their mind or sells on their own or their neighbor sees that they had real estate agents over. So, oh, I want to buy their house. I know someone that wants to buy, right? You know, all these little side deals took place in the last market. In a softer market, more appointments cancel. The cancel rate actually goes up in a softer market. Why? Because consumers become more critical of who they're hiring. And so, as I mentioned earlier this morning, if they're going to become more critical of who they're hiring because of your online reviews, because of your presentation, because of your social media presence, because of what they see online on you versus the others, you may find yourself having more appointments canceled. Because your, your presentation doesn't start at the table. It starts at what they see online. It starts at what they see on Facebook and Instagram. And so therefore, if they're going to become more critical, they're going to be more judgy of who gets to come out to their house. And so they're reviewing you before you even get there. You understand today, the difference between selling real estate today and three years ago or five years ago is their mind in many cases is already made up when you get there. You just have to prove them right or prove them wrong. Because they've done all the research. they got everything at their fingertips. 
And if you're finding that your appointment set to appointment met ratio is dropping, I would, I would recommend that you do a social media audit, a digital marketing audit, which the nice thing is, is we got two great keynotes, one tomorrow and one on Wednesday, that know those fields backwards, forwards, better than anybody. What do listing agents know? They know their formulas. They know how many appointments I have to meet to contract signed. They know how many appointments I need to actually meet with, go on, to get a contract signed. In my best year, I never got above 71%, 72% in terms of my conversion ratio. I'm, I've always been 60 to 70%. That means a third of the sellers I meet with, on average, don't sign with me. Now, some people say, well, Jeff, come on, you're like the speaker on stage. Shouldn't you be at like 90%? No, remember... I made the decision to work with people that I don't know. When you're only working with your database, of course you're going to get 80, 90, 95% capture rate. Your capture rate's going to be higher. That's why I recommend agents do a good, healthy balance of both. And so I know in order to get seven listings signed, I have to go on 10 appointments. Great listing agents then know, which this didn't matter in the last market, it's going to matter in this market. Great listing agents know listings... Taken to listings pended, meaning under contract, escrow, pending. How many listings do I need to take in order to have a listing pending number? And great listing agents also take it one step further to how many do I need to pend to get to close? They know their numbers. They know their formula. Everyone's got their own numbers. Everyone's got their unique formula. A great listing agent, I can tell you exactly how many people I have to talk to per day, how many appointments I have to set, how many do I have to go on, how many do I have to sign. Go back to the, if I didn't go on an appointment today, what did I accomplish? Remember the coach, 250, 150, 100? And finally, number 13, on the traits of great listing agents, Great listing agents have the ability to be accountable. Great listing agents have the ability to be accountable and take responsibility in all things. It's always their fault. It's always their fault. No matter how involved, great listing agents always take responsibility for what took place. They have the ability to be highly accountable And, this is a tough one for several of you in the room, not all of you, because I know we've got a lot of great clients here. Under this same point, number 13, they they have the ability to accept accountability from someone else, which is really difficult for this industry. They have the ability to accept accountability. Great listing agents will raise their hand and say, hold me accountable to what I said I was going to do. And if I don't, I owe you this. And if I don't, I got to do this. And if I don't, you can penalize me with this. Great listing agents have went out and hired someone like us or another coaching company to hold them accountable. The rest, they talk about accountability till they get it. Oh, yeah. You got that new, we're doing this 8 a.m. club at our, on our team right now. Oh, yeah, I'm in. Sign me up within 10 days. Yeah, 
is it possible that we can maybe change this to like a 9 a.m. club? I was really feeling the 8 a.m. thing, but it's just not, it's just not working for me. Yeah, can we put a little rule in place that if I let you know by midnight, like, we're okay, I'm not penalized by 8 a.m.? The best don't do that. The best say, you know what, 8 a.m., all right, I'm still going to beat everyone in by 30 minutes. They're highly accountable. They ask for accountability. They, they appreciate accountability. It's tough. And, you know, if you want to know what accountability is, all you have to do is meet Kate Simon, okay? She is like, if there was, if accountability, and she's the most accountable person I've ever met, if accountability is in the dictionary, it's got her face next to it, all right? So if you want to know what accountability looks like, just go talk to her and ask her that. Thank you for taking time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.